Hey everybody, it's JT. What is on your holiday meal shopping list? Well, I would suggest Painted Hills Natural Beef. It is some of the best beef in the world. And your friends and family will be thanking you for a long time if you serve Painted Hills Natural Beef for your holiday meals. And now you can buy it online just by going to PaintedHillsBeef.com. Use the code BBQNATION at checkout and save yourself 15% on your order. Give Painted Hills Natural Beef a place on your table this holiday season. It's time for Barbecue Nation with JT. So fire up your grill, light the charcoal, and get your smoker cooking. Now, from the Turn It, Don't Burn It studios in Portland, here's JT. Hey everybody, welcome to Barbecue Nation. I'm JT along with Camaro Dave and Commander Chris coming to you from the Turn It, Don't Burn It studios here in beautiful Portland, Oregon. And Barbecue Nation is heard across the country on the Sun Radio Network. We thank them. Um, also, we want to thank the folks at Painted Hills Natural Beef, Beef the Way Nature Intended, and Gunter Wilhelm Knives. Check them out online at GunterWilhelm.com. If you are into barbecue, and especially if you're into the SCA, the State Cook-Off Association, you probably uh, have read about this young lady. She's a champion, um, and she's an entrepreneur, and uh, she will give you a run for your money. Riley Wright, the Steak Princess, joins us today. Riley, how are you? I'm good. How are you? I'm fine. Well, let's kind of start at the beginning. <coughs> Excuse me. How did you get involved in, in steak cook-offs and barbecue and just cooking in general? Um, I've always like cooked around the kitchen with my mom and stuff. And then my dad has always like grilled and everything. Mm -hmm. And a few, uh, a while back when I was younger, he would do barbecue competitions and stuff. So I would like go to those when I didn't have soccer tournaments or anything. And we would just start going to barbecue competitions a few weekends of the year. And, um, around like, 2017 I think he did his first SEA up in like Atlanta and I didn't go to the first few that my parents had gone to because I wasn't really like that into it at the time mm -hmm. but then it was the summer of 2018 that uh, I told them I would go with them to one of them and they let me sign up I had to cook under my mom's name at the time so I signed up under my mom's name and I ended up cooking and I placed 11th, and I ever since that comp, I've <laughs> wanted to see if I could place in the top 10. So I just kind of got hooked on it after then. Had you ever practiced that before specifically? Um, I I did a little bit before. I had never really done a stake at the time. I more did like, I got my first, it was like, so I got my first girl at eight, and I started just doing like, pork butts and bigger things like that just to do on the big green egg uh -huh. and I had never really thought of a steak until my dad started doing the competitions and I had to practice before we went so that was just in when I started doing steaks just probably a few weeks before the comp that's that's incredible now you eat sticks at home I assume we do but I don't really I take a few bites and then I go and eat something else it's just <laughs> It's not my favorite thing anymore. <laughs> you know what? I'll let you in on a little trade secret, Riley. As much barbecue as I do, um, not just for my media work, but also at home, people kind of expect that when they come to our home. Um, I would, like you, eat 
part of the steak or the whatever it was, but I'd really rather have either a dish of pasta or some Chinese food. That's me. But, but um, you know, you do what people expect of you, I guess. So it works out. When you're, um, mm -hmm. when you're getting ready to go, what is it more um, physical prep? I mean, you have your knives, your seasonings, whatever it is you take with you in your, in your kit, so to speak, or do you have to get yourself psyched up to go to an event? I'm usually very prepared. We have some like just about every weekend, most of the time, like this year, we have one like every weekend because of COVID last year, we didn't get to do as many. Right. Um, but we like, I like going to them and everything. So I don't really, just after a week of school, I really, that's like the main thing I look forward to on the weekends is just going to a cook-off. <laughs> and you travel quite a ways, don't you? I think I read last week you were in Dallas or something doing, doing mm -hmm. a cook-off. We went to Savannah last week. The furthest we usually travel is um, to Fort Worth down in Texas for the World Snake Championship. Sure. You got a golden ticket I saw in your picture. I have an ancillary golden ticket for this year. I haven't gotten my stake one yet. <laughs> oh, good. Do you When you go to school, do you talk about this with your friends? Do they know what you're doing? Uh, as far as the competitions? Every now and then. A few of my friends know, but, like, most of school doesn't know. Just, like, a few teachers and a few of my good friends know, but that's really all. Yeah, I was kind of that way. I used to compete in horse shows when I was a kid and, well, later on, too. But very few people knew what I did on the weekends. They just knew I was gone, usually from Thursday to Monday during the spring and fall. So I think eventually they figured it out, but it, you know, I was from a big sports school, so they were always concerned more about football, you know, basketball, baseball track, that kind of thing. What in you, in the, the different amount of competitions that you've done now, Riley, what has been your greatest uh, feat, so to speak, as of today? My greatest what? Sorry. Yeah, your greatest feat. What? What are the? What's your proudest moment so far? My proudest moment was probably when um, I won the double at the Down South Girl Fest in October last year because I was the first female to ever win a double state cookoff, and there's only been like maybe five or six people that have done it. So it's really cool to be like the first female and to also be like the youngest female to ever do it. So I just thought that was like really cool. Did they give you a big belt buckle or something that you can hold above your head? <laughs> we have, I got two uh, wooden cutting boards for it. I saw that. I saw that. That, that is great. So when you go and I'm assuming that you still go with your parents to these things, or at least one of them, do they ever stack up and, and compete against you? My mom competes. Usually my dad competes against me more. Like the past few years, my dad had always done it more than my mom. But this year, my mom's doing it a lot more. So she's been she's been beating me a good bit recently. <laughs> um, you're you're going to have to work on that, more. Riley. You, you can't <laughs> let that stand, kiddo. You're going to have to work on beating your mom now. What... Um, <laughs> So let's talk a little bit about your seasonings. 
I, and for those people who don't understand, why don't you, first of all, why don't you explain to them what happens when you get to an SCA event? Um, like they, they, your stakes are already there and how much time you have and all of that. Um, so when you get there, usually it depends on what comp you're at. You can either get there Friday night or Saturday morning. Um, but if we get there Saturday morning, we if we have the trailer, we set the trailer up, unload it, put our grills up. And then after, once we finish that, if we're not doing answers or anything, we go around and talk to a few people, like people we've met, some people that are new will go and introduce themselves. Um, and then you go to cook's meeting and steak selection, and you learn about all the rules and things that you have to follow, and then you get to select your steak. And then after you select, you can select like whichever steak they have on the table and everything, and you get to pick two. Um, and then like whichever ones you pick, you just go back and trim them, season, do whatever you're going to do. And then you probably have a few hours before you get to, before you actually have to like cook it and everything. So really you have a bunch of free time as long as you don't do ancillaries. But if you do ancillaries, you're usually pretty busy the whole day. Right. So. And you said you've done ancillaries. What kind of ancillaries do you do? Um, usually dessert appetizer. We had a bloody Mary last weekend. Um, we have had a grilled cheese, um, ribs. We've had Turkey, uh, anything with bacon. We've had a bunch. There's been so many that we can do. Now you did a special dessert, didn't you? A, a bacon banana pudding or something? We did a, a bacon, a bacon, bourbon, bread pudding. How how did that turn out? It was very good. It placed second at the competition. <laughs> did you have any of the judges asking you for seconds when the judging was over? <laughs> <laughs> um, if the judges figured out who we were, we probably would have. <laughs> Well, that's good. Now, are you coming up with your own recipes for the ancillaries, or is this something you're working with your mom and dad on? Um, sometimes we just get our recipes offline, but we just uh, we put our own like twist to it. Like we put something we think needs to be taken away or added into it. So it's never like the exact recipe offline. It's always something that we get an idea off of, and then we just kind of base it off that for our recipe. That's the way a lot of good uh, a lot of good chefs and a lot of good cooks do it that way. I've done it that way many times. You look at a recipe and you say, you know, I think it'd be better if we did added green onions to it or whatever it is <clears throat> and left out the uh, kumquats and did that and it would probably be a hit. And a lot of times it works out really well. Mm -hmm. We're talking with Riley Wright, the steak princess. Um, Riley's a big competitor in the SCA and, um, she's got her hands full trying to whoop her mother this year in the competition. It sounds like, but she's, uh, she's going to hold her own. Um, are you going to do this when you, you get out of school pretty soon, I would imagine. So you're going to do this all summer long. We usually do it about every weekend all summer long. Well, that's a lot of fun though. You get to spend a lot of time with your family that way too. Yes, sir. We do. It's brought it brought us closer together, together, and everything. So we get a lot more time with each other. Oh, that's great stuff, Riley. That is really, really great stuff. Um, we are going to take a break here. I wanted to tell you guys too uh, before we get back 
after the break with more with Riley here. The um, Amazing Ribs meetup in Memphis is postponed until 2022. They just backed it off until next summer. And I think we're all going to have a good time there. I think I'm going to go. Uh, we're going to be back with Riley Wright, uh, the Steak Princess, uh, also a big time in the uh, the ancillary world of barbecue. We're going to talk to her more about that in just a minute. You're listening to Barbecue Nation on the Sun Radio Network. Hey everybody, it's JT, and this is a special version of Barbecue Nation. It is brought to you in part by Painted Hills Natural Beef. Beef you can be proud to serve your family and friends. That's Painted Hills Natural Beef. Welcome back to Barbecue Nation here on the Sun Radio Networks. Uh, I'm JT. Today we're talking with Riley Wright, the Steak Princess. Uh, before we get back and talk to Riley, if you'd like to email us, it's very simple. You can go to the Barbecue Nation, that's BBQ Nation JT website. That's JT.com. Um, and there's a little icon there. You can send me a message there, or you can go to the other one, which is my other handle that I use on TV, which is the Cowboy Cook. And you can do info at thecowboycook.com and send me a note there and I will get it. We're also on Facebook, of course, and Twitter and all the different social media platforms. And uh, so we've got a pretty good presence out there. Send me a note if you want to talk about something. And that's how I got Riley on the show. Uh, one of my followers on Facebook, one of my friends uh, suggested that I have Riley on the show. And here she is. So that's where it takes you. You just never know. So, Riley, are your folks really supportive? Do they ever say, Riley, you should have done it this way, and I told you to do it this way? Or do they just kind of turn you loose and let you do, I mean, what I'm talking about cooking now. Do they just let you do, make all the decisions yourself? They let me make whatever decisions I want. Like, I can cook it however I want. Same thing with ancillaries. I can do it however I want. But then if it's steak, it's usually after turning, they'll tell me like if I should have done this or added something, if it was like something small. Now, if it was something big, they would have told me like before turning and everything, but they always just like give me their opinion on it and what they thought I could have done or what I could have done better or something. Do you ever do that to them when you say, mom, you should have done this with your steak? I'm telling you. Every now and then, <laughs> if it's... <laughs> Like if it's their practice steak or something, I might say maybe a little bit more seasoning or something. But yeah. that's usually all. Yeah. What's your favorite thing to use for seasoning? I know you've got some, you're, some of your own stuff you're using, but how did you develop that? And what what do you what do you use? Um, I usually use some some Borside Out White Lightning and their spicy White Lightning, um, and some DB One Eighty All Purpose Grill All things like that. Um, but I use my main rub that I use on my steaks and stuff is my beef rub. But then I just add a all-purpose rub into there. So how did you develop your rub? Was it just was it a lot of people I talk to Riley say, well, you know, I was looking for this flavor, this certain this certain flavor, and I couldn't really find it in all the rubs. And there's lots and lots of good rubs out there. Don't get me wrong, but they would say so. I went to the store or I went to a spice manufacturer and got some samples and kept, you know, mixing and blending small batches at home. 
till I found the exact thing that I liked. And then they, that's how a lot of rubs end up going to market is they've got a, some little unique flavor factor to them. How did you do it? I had a friend come to me about, it was a few months, maybe February before COVID had hit. And he told me, he was like, you need to, you're starting to make a name for yourself. You need to try and come out with a rub. And at the time I was still doing travel soccer and I had school and everything. Mm-hmm. So I was really busy and didn't have a lot of time to do rubs or anything. But then when COVID hit in March, my school was like, if you are happy with your grades, you don't have to do any work. You're fine. So I was like, okay. And my parents were like, you can't just sit on your phone this whole time. (laughs) So they told me to start working on some rubs. And at first I wanted the beef rub to be like a straight up brisket rub. And everyone was like, you can't just call it a brisket rub because then people aren't going to be open-minded to what it can really go on. Like it could go on steak, vegetables, anything like that. So they were like, I would rather call, like, you might need to call it a beef rub because then you can get more people to buy it if they want to do tri-tips, sure. ribeyes, fillets, anything like that. And the beef rub, I just kind of looked for a good mixture between a good, like, real beefy flavor and a good little bit of savory type thing. So that way it was, like, the perfect balance, kind of. Did you kind of start this with, you know, your basics, maybe some salt, pepper, garlic, whatever, and then just kind of keep, you know, blending the process. I'm not trying to do a play on words here, but um, that's the way I think a lot of people have done it. They start with their basics and they say, well, okay, well, I like a little more, like you were talking about white lightning. I like a little more of that, or maybe they like white pepper instead of black pepper, or um, maybe they like something a little more garlicky or they want to add some other herb to it, dried herb to it. So did you have it in mind as you were going through the process and you were saying that's close, but that's not, that's not quite what I want. That's close, but it's not quite what I want. Did you go through a lot of that yes. trial and error? Yes, sir. I was like, there were some, I started off just basic, a kind of salt, pepper, garlic, all that kind of stuff and just added what I think needed to be added. If pepper needed to be taken out, something needed to be put in, I would just do things like that. And when I tried, we had a bunch of different beef rubs here at home. So I would try and just mix it all and see to be sure mine didn't taste like someone else's. That way they didn't think I copied them or something like that. But I just wanted mine to be able to be something that would stand out and for it to also leave like a pretty color on the meat. That way, if someone uses it in a steak cook-off or something like that, it would just leave that pretty kind of tint you would want to it. Did um, Did you have some success with it right away? I mean, after you blended it and you knew what you wanted and you were obviously using it on your competition steaks, did anybody come by and say, hey, Riley, I'd like to try that? And did you get good feedback from that? At first, I when I when when I first finished my first few batches, I sent it out to a few people that I thought would give me like a real opinion on it and what they would think and that I knew they were pretty that they do barbecue comps and steak comps so that way they could try it on both of what they would think about it. And then as we started going to more comps, I would walk around with it and have people taste it so that way I could get their opinion on what they thought of it out of hand so that way I knew that oh if someone likes it now then hopefully they will like it later when I have it out on the market. And is it out on the market now for the general public? Is it more regional 
or is it available worldwide? It's available off my website, and I have I've shipped it out to the Netherlands once for one of our friends we've met out in Texas a few years ago. But other than that, I've never shipped it out of the country. I've just shipped it to multiple states. That's a good start, kiddo. I know there's people that have been in that business for a long time that that probably haven't got it that far. So you're to be commended. We're talking with Riley Wright, the uh, steak princess. We're going to take another break here on Barbecue Nation. We'll be back in just a few minutes. So if this conversation with Riley isn't making you hungry to go out and cook a big steak, we're doing it wrong. We'll be right back. If you're enjoying JT and his show, come check out my podcast, Around the House with Eric G, where we talk home improvement and design right here where you catch this podcast. Head to AroundTheHouseOnline.com. Hey, welcome back to Barbecue Nation here on the Sun Radio Networks. I'm JT along with uh, Camaro Dave. Hope he finds a parking spot again this week. And uh, Commander Chris, don't forget our friends at Painted Hills Natural Beef. You can find them on the website at PaintedHillsNaturalBeef.com. They've got a store locator there. Um, they're, they're not just everywhere all over the country. They're in very specific spots. And um, I think you'll enjoy it. I certainly do. I've enjoyed their beef for years. So check them out at PaintedHillsNaturalBeef.com. And also Gunter Wilhelm Knives. Great balance there. Love the precision they're made with. Uh, David Malik was very kind and sent me some knives, and I've been using them now for several months, and I really like them. And don't forget, you can find uh, more info on us. Go to the um, Barbecue Nation, BBQ Nation, JT.com, and there's all kinds of things on there, and you can find the, the podcast versions of the latest show. So we're talking with Riley Wright, the Steak Princess. Who gave you the name the Steak Princess? We were down in Florida at one of our comps, and I this was, I think it was still about 2018, and I had placed a few times down there, and the rep just started calling me once I went up. He started calling me to know, um, to call me the steak princess, and ever since then, it just caught on, and that's just how my logo came. That wasn't Vic, was it? Vic Clevenger? No, sir. It was uh, David Haskett. Uh, okay. Because that sounds like something Vic would come up with, too, to uh, to do that. You don't have any brothers and sisters. Was it hard for you to make, be an only child and make the transition from s school sports? You play soccer. You've said it a couple of times. And I'm assuming you have other activities in school. To, to switching over and being kind of an, in an independent sport, like steak cook-off or barbecue, was that is that tough for you? I mean, to kind of leave one world and go to another world on a weekend and then have Monday morning be back in your old one? Not really, because everyone down at the steak and barbecue comps, everyone is always so willing to, like, help me if I need anything. And my parents are always right there having, so I have them if I need any help or anything. So usually it's more, especially in barbecue, it's more of a team effort because I get a little bit more help in there. But steak, I do kind of stay, like, by myself kind of like individual to where I don't ask for as much help as I would with barbecue. And I just kind of just, if I need help, I'll ask for it, but that's usually all. What kind of grill do you cook on when you, are you dragging around to these competitions? 
Um, usually I take my C4 and my PK because I never know which one I want to cook on. Because sometimes I want to cook on the C4, sometimes I want to cook on the PK. And I'm not very good at making the decision right before until, <laughs> like, right at the time I need to start my grill sometimes. <laughs> Nothing wrong with that, Riley. Nothing wrong with that. You know, <laughs> choice is a great thing to have. Um, I, are there any other cookers out there? I know they've probably given you these cookers to to work with. But are there other cookers out there you'd like to try someday? Um, I do want to try an M16. I want one of those really bad. They're so, they're like just a bigger version of the C4 and everything. And they're just so cool. And I really, really want one, but I don't have one yet. So, okay. Well, maybe we'll, we'll help you work on that a little bit. Kind of elbow some people to get you something there. We'll see. Because. <laughs> You know, if you're if you're in the running on all these competitions, you 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 should have what you want to work with. Tell your mom and dad that too. Tell them I said so. I'm sure that'll <laughs> I'm sure that'll carry a lot of weight with them. <laughs> <laughs> are there other kids that go out and do this? Or are you kind of the only one where, where in the areas there's, you compete at? In the area I compete at, there's a few. There's one in Alabama, Kaylee Van Doren, that does it, and she. She's done really well recently. Um, and then there a few. There's Tuck Hawkins out of Mississippi, I think. Um, Jocelyn Moody out of Tennessee. Those are the main ones from my area that are closer to my age that do it. And then there's a few. Um, Evan from Washington, I think, does it. And then there's a few other kids up that way that do it, too. Do you guys stay in touch when you're not at the competitions? Um, I do with a few of them, but not many. But once we get there, I usually talk to to them sometimes. Sure. Do you know, when when you get there, I mean, do, and you've got some time, like you said, um, if you're not doing the ancillaries, you've got some time to cook your steaks. Um, so you've got some, you know, you got some downtime, off time. You can do whatever you do. Do you guys ever like sit around when you're there with the other people your age and, and just talk barbecue or do you talk about other things that teenagers would normally talk about? Um, it depends on who it is. Like there, there's a few of them we'll talk about like barbecue and stuff. And then some others will talk about school sports and things like that. Are you in school full time or I, I'm not familiar with what Georgia did. Did did they keep the schools open or did you homeschool for a while? We're in school full time right now. You can be virtual if you want to, but I, I can't learn off virtual. So I'm face to face right now. Yeah. It seems like you're doing okay to me. You know, like if you had some goals out there, Riley, if you said, what do, what do I want to win? What do I want to do? Do you tell me what they are and our listeners and then, do you see yourself transitioning from the steak to um, KCBS, for example, barbecue comps? Um, some of my goals are, one of my goals is definitely to win World State, the World State Championship. It's just, that's like my biggest goal. Another one is to win the Shed, because that's just one of the, another like really big competitions, and it'd just be so cool to win that one. Um and then I also already do KCBS. I do the backyard division. Uh -huh. I haven't done as many competitions recently because there haven't been 
as many as there usually is because of COVID and everything. So I think, I don't know if I have one. I don't think I have one coming up soon because there's just not many close enough for me to be able to go. Right. Do you think you're going to make the, um, the Royal at some point? I would love to make a Royal. I've, I want to go. So I'm trying to see if I can do more and I want to see if I can make it into the Jack too. Jack's good. Jack's good. You know, maybe, maybe you'll get a clean sweep. Maybe you'll do, you know, those two and maybe you'll do the Sam's thing and maybe you'll do um, Memphis in May. I mean, I can see you at the top of all this stuff at some point, Riley. We're going to Memphis in May this year and we're cooking with Malcolm Reed this year. He's letting us come up there and hang out and cook and figure things out. Malcolm. It'll be our first year up there. Malcolm is a hoot. He is great. Love the guy. I love his videos. I don't know. I don't want to get off the interview with you, but I watched a video of him doing the other day where he was cooking a, a veggie burger or a plant-based burger or whatever he called it. And he had it all ready. He was going to take a bite of it. Then he threw it in the garbage and <laughs> he got another big, you know, half pounder over there and took a bite out of that. I thought that was pretty funny. <laughs> Have you ever worked with Malcolm before or talked to him? Um, he's a big sponsor of ours. It helps us out a lot. Um, he gives me, he was one of the ones I sent my rubs to when I was starting them out to give me feedback on them and everything. Sure. And he's been very supportive of me and everything. My parents took his barbecue class a while, a long time ago. Um, and ever since then, he's been like a really big supporter. Malcolm's a great guy. Rachel's great too, but, uh, uh, I think it's Rochelle though, isn't it? Isn't that the proper way to say her name? Um, yes, sir. It's yeah, Rochelle. yeah, Rochelle, but, uh, Malcolm's a hoot. We've, I've had him on the show several times over the years and I've always enjoyed it. And I think you can learn a lot from that man. I just really do. And I think he's willing to tell you. So I, I think you've got a good deal there going. I know it's, I know it's early and you're not that far along. I mean, as far as not just your competitions, you've come quite a ways there, but I mean, I'm talking about schooling and all that. What, do you think you want to go into the the business, you know, like own a restaurant or something after you get out of school? Or what are your long-term plans? I do want to be a chef or do some, some type of culinary work. I'm not quite sure yet right now, but I do want to do something to do with culinary. Well, I'll, I'll tell you a little secret here. There's a friend of mine up here named BJ Smith. He owns three restaurants, or he did. I don't know if he's still got all three here in Portland. And they drag him around for all kinds of stuff, like on the Food Channel and different things. <clears throat> um, I asked BJ once on the show, I said, what do you think about people going to culinary school? He says, I think they'd be better served. And I'm telling you this just because I agreed with him. They would be better served to find a chef that they like, like their work and want to learn from and go apprentice under them for a year or so. Um, until the chef would actually hire them and get their training that way. He said they'll there'll be more opportunities for them going down the road in the in the food business than there are, you know, just going to a straight culinary school. So that's just my two cents worth there, but I think what BJ said made a lot of sense. Um so I I and I'm I have no doubt, Riley, that you can do whatever you set your mind to. I, I'm pretty sure just in talking to you for this short period of time, I'm pretty sure that 
if you want to own a chain of restaurants worldwide, that'll probably happen someday for you, kiddo. I'm thinking. <laughs> what would your folks think of that? They would probably enjoy it. My dad wants to open a barbecue restaurant, but we're kind of like, mm, no, just because I want to keep doing competitions. And my mom doesn't really like to drive on the interstate. So my dad's usually the one that has to drive. So we couldn't have my dad at the restaurant and then still have to take off every Saturday just to come to a competition. That would be good. I mean, you could be the Amy Mills of the South. You know what I mean? Amy's Mike Mills's daughter, and she's a, a champion, and she's also a judge and stuff in her own right. So she does a lot of good work. Uh, uh, folks, listen, Riley and I are going to take another break. We're going to be back in a few minutes. So you're going to enjoy a little more music from Charlie Daniels as we go out. And uh, you're listening to Barbecue Nation on the Sun Radio Network. Hey, everybody, it's JT, and this is a special version of Barbecue Nation. It is brought to you in part by Painted Hills Natural Beef, beef you can be proud to serve your family and friends. That's Painted Hills Natural Beef. Everybody, it's JT here from Barbecue Nation. Welcome back to the show. We're talking with Riley Wright, the steak princess. Don't forget, again, I want to mention that Meetup in Memphis is postponed until next year. Um, just because of COVID and things keep changing, I know in, in my state here in Oregon, two days from now, they're locking stuff down again. I don't know what the science behind that is, but that's what they're doing here. Also, coming up in the next hour, for those affiliates who carry the second hour, we got Chef Tony Matassa is coming up um, right that after Riley and I get finished. So are you good in sports too, Riley? I think I'm pretty decent. I've gotten a lot better because I've played, I played soccer since I was about three or four. Uh -huh. so I've done it just most of my life. Um, but I had gotten better throughout the years and I've changed positions. And I think I finally found one position that I really, really like. So is that, do you, do you play any other sport? besides soccer like golf or tennis or you know no no sir i've just done soccer oh that's all right do you like to fish i would i do like to fish we don't go often but i did like it well there you go you know maybe you, maybe you create a an ancillary dish for one of your barbecue competitions with some you know catfish or trout or something think about that you could maybe make a hit out of that you know might be something to do just saying. Um, so your folks got you kind of started in this and you've been cooking since you were a lot younger and all that. How's your dad done in his barbecue competitions? He's done very well. He's uh, He hasn't done any recently because he backed off barbecue so that way I could do more barbecue. But he's been first place brisket, a few, a few, uh, um, mm, Calls? He's just placed in different, yeah, all four, all four categories in barbecue, and he's also been fourth place at the World State Championship from 2019. Well, there you go. You can do a father and son cookbook on the steaks. <laughs> do they give you ribeyes to cook most of the time, or what do they give you to cook? Most of the time, it is ribeyes. Now, just recently at the shed, they did a ribeye and a strip. 
for steak A was a ribeye and steak B was a strip. And most of the time it's also like prime or choice steaks. Sure. But every now a few comps do do Wagyu. Wow. That's probably got to rack up some sponsor dollars buying all that, depending on how many people are going to show up. Um, when you're going down the road and you, and you, you know, you think like you'd, like you said, you'd like to win the Jack, you'd like to go to the Royal and do well there. You know, you could kind of set your own Riley slam, as we say in golf, winning all four majors and, and, and doing that. Are you going to be able to take some time off ever? Uh, just, this can maybe sound weird, but just to be a kid. <laughs> um. I don't, I mean, I'd rather cook than do anything. If we're being honest, like it's just something that I've found like that I really like doing and everything. And I like all the people out there too. So that like really helps me want to like go out and do it. Sure. Now, if we've got other kids and I know people listen to this show when they're driving their cars or whatever, and probably the kids in the back are held captive. Um, do you have any advice for um, you know, people that are under the age of 18 to, if they are thinking maybe they want to get involved, because a lot of kids like to cook. I started cooking when I was a little kid, so I ruined a lot of food, but at least I love to cook, you know? So what would you tell them? Um, I would definitely say go for it. Like always give it like your best shot. Even if you, even if you don't do well your first time, it doesn't mean like you're a bad cook or anything. Even if you do bad, like after your 50th comp, it doesn't mean like you do bad or anything. You just got to like keep working at it and just like stay positive and work hard and just follow like your mindset and just know, just like believe in yourself. You know that we never know what somebody is going to create, like what you've done you know, and you've created your own rubs and stuff. So somewhere out there, there's probably somebody sitting there that's about in your, your age and thinking, you know, I'd like to do that. And I like my steaks or whatever they they like to eat. I like them this way. And I think I could do that. And I think that's important that you share that information with them, you know, encouragement like that, because you just never know the next great barbecue um, prodigy could come along and thanks to your advice there. So that's good. That's really good. Um, do your folks give you advice? I know that you, you know, sometimes they'll say you should have done this or maybe you should have done that, but overall, do they give you a lot of advice just day in and day out going through life? Oh yeah. They give me a bunch of advice for just about anything. If I ask about something, I'll usually get advice about it. Whether you want it or not. <laughs> That's okay, Riley. That's an easy answer because we we all live through that. I mean, I did too with my parents, and that was a long time ago. Um, is there if you weren't cooking steaks and if you weren't doing barbecue, what other things would do you like to cook? Um, I do like doing a rack of lamb. Uh -huh. That's probably by far my favorite thing to cook out of anything. It's just super fun. And it's actually really easy once you learn how to do it. You like lamb? The first time I did lamb, I didn't like it. And I tried it. We actually watched Malcolm's video on a rack of lamb and he did all the fresh herbs and everything. 
and I'm not the biggest fan of fresh herbs, so I didn't really like it at the time. But I was like, you know, I want to try it again, but I'm going to try it my way, but still do his techniques, but just try it my way with my own, like, all-purpose rub and a barbecue rub to try it. And after that, I have loved lamb ever since. Lamb's good. Lamb's, I like lamb. Don't eat it very often because my wife doesn't particularly like it, but um, I actually like it. And it's, I've had lamb on four different continents, and I can tell you our lamb here, I think, is the best. Even though Australians and New Zealanders think that theirs is, I'm pretty sure ours is the best. You know, just <laughs> just saying, just saying. Would you like to travel? Would you like to go to some of the foreign countries and compete in Europe or Australia or, um, you know, uh, South Africa, whatever? I want to compete in Australia so bad. Australia, I want to go to Australia, and I even just want to, like, cook there. And do their meat. I think it's meat stock that they do there. And I really want to go to that one year and do it. Um, Riley, how can people find out more about your spices and more about your story? Uh, you can find more about me at my website, which is steakprincessbarbecue.com. Off my Insta- Instagram, which is steak underscore princess. And off my Facebook, which is at the steak princess. There you go. I um Riley Wright, I really appreciate you. Riley's going to stick around for After Hours, uh, and we appreciate that because that's where Riley can swear and not get in trouble uh, on on the show that way. And uh, for those of you listening at the affiliates, thank you very much. We appreciate it. And then Hour 2, don't forget, we've got uh, Tony Matassa coming up. And for those who only get the first hour, we'll see you next week. Uh, I'm JT. People, be nice to each other out there. Take care. Barbecue Nation is produced by JTSD LLC Productions in association with Envision Networks and Salem Media Group. All rights reserved.